Coming up, we have Dave Belleville and Johnny Strauser with me to discuss the return of Rory McIlroy. It's the first time he's won a PJ Tour event in the last year and a half or so. And uh, we talk about the reaction to his victory on Sunday at Quail Hollow. Uh, what it means for him going forward. Is he now the favorite for the PGA at Kiowa next week? And then finally, we get into the Byron Nelson outside of Dallas this week uh, at a brand new golf course that we haven't seen. So we give it a whirl and give you some hopefully better picks than we've been giving you lately. Here we go. Welcome to Your Best Bets. It's a Rory McIlroy winning Monday edition of the show. Uh, it's been a year of, of slump busters. Uh, you know, earlier in the year we had Jordan Spieth, um, who did it in a way where he was, you know, continually finishing well. And Rory McIlroy gets his first win in a year and a half, and he does it kind of out of nowhere. Um, despite being dogged on this podcast for two or three months, he... He, he overcomes the negative uh, adversity this podcast has brought on him and gets it done for his first win in quite a while. So joining me to break it all down, Mr. Dave Belleville is here. Dave, welcome. Thank you. Johnny Strauser. Johnny, what's up? Not much, not much. Just uh, finally got some positive uh, talk here about Rory McIlroy for once on this show. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I think I remember was it around the WGC at the concession. We were like, he's, he's dead to me because he's in position on the weekend and he never, he never, he always plays his way out of it on Saturday, it seems like. And it was, it was when he started playing his way into it, the front nine Saturday, I thought, oh, we might have something here. And we know when, when a guy like Rory, who has a history at this course, uh, kind of gets in contention, he kind of just, you know, let let his talent take over, and he finally produced. Dave, what were your thoughts on Rory this weekend? Um, very impressed, to be honest with you. He, uh, I'm sure you guys both know, he's kind of been going through some swing changes um, and trying trying to play more of a cut rather than his his draw or high draw or what have you. So, you know, I mean, just anytime you do that and can still, like you said, yeah, he would get into contention and then fall out on Saturday and or Sunday for a long time, but. Man, when you're fighting that, trying to do that swing change, just to even put yourself there is pretty impressive. Um, and man, he did. He looked really good on Sunday. Well, until the 18th hole, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, made things a little interesting there on 18. Right. Uh, Johnny, you and I were texting on Sunday that it, it's it's amazing because he he hit the ball well. I think he was in top, top 10 overall strokes gained tee to green, but it felt, uh, I think we both agree that it, he was more of a grinded out affair on Sunday. A lot of, a lot of ups and downs um, for par, a lot of good par putts. And to me, it was kind of a Jordan Spiethian type win where he's just getting the ball in the hole better than a lot of the field. And he was tops in the field and scrambling, which is uh, a thing that Rory normally wouldn't do. Um, I think we were both impressed by that. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, normally, I, I think if you look at most of his wins historically, he'll generally just boat race the field and just dominate uh, with his length, his iron play, and and 
you know, you know, he just knocks in the occasional putt. And this one, he, um, you know, he had some, uh, it was a really, really hard golf course that, uh, you know, he, he seemed to be real in control of his game. And he, you, you could really see how comfortable he was over a lot of those putts. Um, you know, the old Rory, even two weeks ago, Rory might miss half those three, four footers, six footers that he had um, for par, but he looked really comfortable over the ball off the tee, um, looked confident over the ball, over his irons. And what I was hadn't seen in ages, and I think everybody can agree with, is how good he looked over the, the ball with his putter there. And, um, you know, he, he made made putts when he when he needed to, but he he generally when he falls out of contention, he'll hit the ball well and just can't make a putt and then kind of forces himself to hit it closer and, and it'll get a little bit more aggressive. And that's when, you know, you miss green short side yourself and, you know, it's, you, it's hard to get up and down on a lot of those, but really just played the golf course like he should. And, um, you know, it, it felt to me, it was almost like a Dustin Johnson type win, not in his, in where he blows the field out, but where he, has that good course management. He seems to just understand what his game was for that week and, and utilizes that part of it for his strengths. And um, it just kind of outlasts everybody and, and allows the other guys to make mistakes. And I was, I was very impressed with how, you know, not only with him winning, but how he ended up winning uh, this last week. Yeah. And, and as Dave alluded to going through major swing changes the last month, we know he's working with Pete Cowan now, a new swing instructor. He's going to a fade. Um, I always think of the Dustin Johnson video of how to hit a fade. And, you know, he just says, you know, you just, just fade it. Um, uh, that's, I mean, it, it really worked this week off the tee. He, I didn't think he hit it great off the tee Sunday. He got into a couple couple issues with that cut but I think he's going to just get better and better with that and I thought he hit his irons again solid but he's not hitting it super close to the hole he just hit a lot of greens and uh, like we said he just outlasted the field um Dave I don't know how much you saw on Sunday but what did you make of that run uh Abraham answer had at the end uh that was pretty impressive to uh birdie three the last four just to get into that yeah uh, to be honest we got kind of busy at the shop with all the range so I didn't get to see a ton of it um obviously I tried to watch some replays um that's impressive like Johnny said that's a really hard golf course and to be under that pressure and know basically you've got to birdie out to even have a prayer uh was very impressive and and you know Three of the last four. That's uh, that, that that's almost getting her done, and he he's actually one of the guys that I think has had a very impressive yet probably underrated year. Um, he's just played really well in quite a few tournaments this year. Never got quite got to the all the way to the finish line where he wants to be. But man, can him and Carlos Ortiz both those those guys can play. Yeah, I, I think answer I saw is now top 20 in the world. And I think he's the highest ranked player in the world rankings with without a PJ without a win. Yeah. Yeah. Very uh, it feels impressive. like it's right around the corner. He, he does it a different way than, you know, the traditional player, the player does it to now. And that's yeah. just by hitting all the fairways, hitting all the greens. And he's just a, a tremendous iron player. Um, I want to get back to Rory real quick. Uh, Johnny, obviously the PGA is next week. 
We, we know that Rory won at Kiowa, uh, where the PGA is being held in 2012, um, uh, won by eight shots. Uh, I mean, so this is, this is aligning where a man, a win couldn't come at a better time. He, he's now feeling good about himself. You know, he talked about how the crowd is bringing him energy. It's, and uh, it, it just seems like it's all aligning to, and set up for him to, you know, to contend at Kiowa. I mean, would you be surprised if he doesn't at this point? I would be I would be completely shocked if he is is not anywhere near contention come Sunday, and I think what you just mentioned there I think it's an underrated factor with him is I think the crowd he really fed off of their support and he's been a guy that this this entire past 12, 13, 14 months had you know he he just kind of played emotionless, boring uninspired golf and it was obviously if you play good you're going to have a, a pep in your step there but I think this was a, a big step there that he you know he played off of that I could see the same thing I mean him trending really really well towards Kiwa knows the golf course likes the golf course um, you know I think he turned into that made him the betting favorite is what I had heard um, after he ended up winning on Sunday so it'll be interesting to see but um, I definitely will con- would consider him one of the top five, ten contenders that uh, that can definitely win at that golf course. Well, you're really going on a limb calling him one of the top ten contenders at Kiowa, Johnny. I mean, come on. I, I know. I it's, that's what I do. He likes to uh, live on the edge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rory's career, and, and I, I just want to. You remember last summer when DJ shot that 8178 at Memorial, and then he goes to um, uh, whatever the tournament was in Minnesota, I forget the name of it, but he yeah. withdraws there after shooting 80 and we think the world is falling. And then, then he goes on and uh, a run like we haven't seen since tiger in the fall. It, it's just my point that these top players, even when they're not playing well, they're never too far away. It seems like, because there's so much talent there. Rory's, uh, resume, 19 PGA tour wins four majors. We know he hasn't won a major since 2014, two tour championship, a player's, and I think we got three WGCs. Um, if he wins at Kiowa, he joins, I think, 12 other players as a 20-win, five-major career. Um, he's a Hall of Famer. I don't know if we appreciate what he has done in the game enough. Um, I don't know. Do you, do you agree with me, Dave? Yeah, I, I do. I think part of it may be the fact, honestly, that he's been on tour now, what, 25 years and he's only 30. I mean, it seems like, <laughs> I mean, I, I know we're talking Rory, which is fine, but you put him and Sergio out there. I mean, we all remember them as, you know, young kids, but you look up and they're like, holy cow, he's been on tour now for like 16 years. I mean, I don't know the exact number, but it's, it's something crazy. So I think, too, like you were saying, the ebb and flow, you know, he's had a few great years. He's had some other years where, you know, he doesn't play that well. Okay, so he slips to 10th or 11th or 12th in the world or whatever. And, and, you know, his name's not up there every single day. So I do think sometimes we don't really value what he has done from a career perspective. Um, You know, he played in, in the height of. Of, of the tiger era as well, not the 2000 era, but, you know, shortly thereafter. So, yeah, I mean, man, has he really, really had a career. If he never did anything else, just like you said, though, I mean, he's an automatic hall of famer. So 
and it's hard to do that and stay out there that long, no doubt about it. You, you talked about the majors. I just want to throw something else in there real quick. You, you, he's going to a cut off the tee. And like you said, he didn't drive it that well uh, on Sunday, um, but he was never real far off either, if you, if you noticed. I mean, when he was trying to hit that big high draw, you know, he may hook it way left. He may push it way right. Um, I think by going to that, he's going to kind of bring himself back to more of a one-way miss where he's got a little more control. You're right. He didn't drive it great, but I think it's still better than he had been driving it. And I'm going to tell you this, that is all set up to win at Augusta to get him that career grand slam. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, no, I, I, I hope that he gets it done. Um, I, I picked him for, well, I picked him in the fall for the uh, 2021 masters. And then I took it back after I saw yeah. Corey was playing, but yeah. um, Johnny, any, any other thoughts on any of the other top finishers? We, we had, um, we had the Keith Mitchell situation where um, <laughs> I mentioned him on the podcast last week. I said, Keith Mitchell, 175 to one great profile for this course. He bombs it. And then I was like, Oh man, man, this guy put it, just all time bad, the fourth round of the Valspar. And then we found out midweek his putter, putter was bent. And then all of a sudden he's, he's, I mean, he's in position to win with five holes to go. And uh, I was, I, I couldn't believe it. I also mentioned Luke Liss. Of course I didn't bet either one of those guys. Um, but uh, Victor Hovland, or, or, I don't know what to think of Hovland. Uh, I mean, I feel like he's kind of Rory Jr. Um, ball striking machine. Birdie put 15 foot every hole. Um, I think if, if he could become a zero chipper in our classic, you know, thought is if a certain guy becomes a zero putter, he's going to contend or, or potentially win, you know, Morikawa zero putter, he's going to potentially win. I think Hovland is chipping that man. If he was a zero chipper, he might win four times in a season with how good he's hitting the ball. I, I think so too. I, and I think his chipping has improved. I, it, I mean, his technique looks a lot better. Um, you know, he's had, uh, he's had, I think he had a couple chip-ins this last week, but he's, yeah, he's going to make a million birdies when he, when he's hitting the ball just decent because he just, I don't know, he, he hits his iron so well and, and can make putts. Once he kind of learns to, to, you know, curb the, the bad play, and and keep his misses in the ballpark because I mean if you look at I think some of his his holes where he's contended and then ultimately falling off the lead making doubles and triples if he can turn those into pars and bogeys more consistently which usually comes with more experience I I think he's a guy who could definitely win three four or five times a year on a fairly average year. I mean, this guy's got enormous talent and just seeing how he could take these golf courses and, and make a bunch of birdies during a round is, is pretty remarkable. And I, I didn't, you know, I figured he was going to be good coming out of college and, you know, once he's learning the pro game, but seeing how he performed as an amateur uh, in the United States open at Pebble beach. And then, um, as he got his, uh, um, you know, as he got underway with his PGA Tour career, this guy's got a lot of game, and it's right now it's just about refining 
um, refining those those mistakes. But I think he's going to be a guy who could win on any type of golf course, on anywhere. Um, it's just a matter of him learning how to do it. And with him being so young, I mean, you could see him, you know, winning, like you said, four times a year in a few years here uh, in the not too distant future. Dave, uh, any, any final takeaways from Quail Hollow? Uh, any, anyone else you want to? Yeah, just, just a quick follow-up on, on Victor Hoblin. Um, like Johnny said, I think, honestly, the biggest thing for him, and, and all those kids, obviously, Matthew Wolf came out the same time. He's already won. Morikawa came out the same time. He's already won. I get that. And Hoblin has won once, I believe. But I really think that those guys are still really learning to pr- play the professional game. Um, their college days, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Johnny, you play 54 holes in a tournament, basically, and then you're done for a few days. You go home, you rest, you do whatever. These guys are now into the four-round tournaments, the grinds, the flights all the time, the food, the different beds. You know, I mean, you know, throw all of that in there. These young guys, yes, they've performed really well. But I, like you said, Johnny, I think they're still really learning how to do it and how to navigate their way week to week to play their best golf as they go forward. So they'll get it. I mean, all of them are really, really talented. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's not as easy as a lot of people may seem to think, even though they've got an immense amount of talent. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Johnny, any, any takeaways from any other, any other player you want to talk about from uh, Quail Hollow? You know, I, I, going back to the Abe answer, you know, guys like that, this was, this was a good test of golf. I mean, this is a major championship golf course. It's a, they're going to have the president's cup there. Um, they had the golf course playing super fast. The winds were up. I mean, this was a, a, a quality, quality course. So to see guys like that, you know, like, like Abe and, and them, you know, make that run at the end and, and play good golf. Um, you know, you, you got to look at the results for, uh, you know, to see who had success, because I think that's going to translate into some of these major championships, um, whether it's later this season or if it's, um, you know, if, if it's down the line. Because if you look at it like, you know, Rory's won there a few times and they've had a lot of other um, pretty worthy champions there. Um, Quail Hollow is a great golf course. Um, a lot of guys like it because it is fair. It is really, really hard. And, um, I was happy to see some of those guys play, uh, play pretty well and, you know, finish up there high up there on the leaderboard. A quick review of our picks, Johnny. Well, maybe I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you mm. want to re- review yours, but, uh, um, uh, I don't know if your head to head said, actually, I think they all missed a cut, didn't they? No, no, I did win my Keegan head to head. I think you're thinking of the week before because Keegan wasn't in your picks. <laughs> oh, I, okay. I bet him, I guess, on the side there. <laughs> there you go. Um, I, I did I did hit Rory uh, top five plus 350 and uh, Joel Damon top 20 plus 350. I had a feeling Rory was going to play well. I just didn't see I didn't see the win. My win bets were god-awful with Rom and Finau missing the cut. Um, your, your win bet of Bryson was not really that far off considering, A, he made a double and a triple during the week, and he flew home. Uh, Friday and then had to fly back Saturday morning and then play well. And then he's finishing the top 10. I'll say, yeah. How about, how about leaving the state, flying home, flying back and finishing top 10? 
<laughs> I, I think I think that was a pit play, you know, to to get some uh, get some social media to you know. Maybe it worked. It worked. It worked. That's, what <laughs> That's all well thought out by Bryson. Come on. Um, all right, we'll wrap up well. Hollow. That I mean, a heck of a tournament, and good to see Rory get back on track. And uh, guys, this week we got the Byron Nelson in Dallas, and uh, this is. I guess this is the third different course to host this tournament in, I guess, four or five years. Uh, TPC Craig Ranch, um, it's total unknown at this level. Um, I heard Colt Nose talking about this course, and he said the pros are going to absolutely uh, eat this place for lunch. Uh, uh, so I'm, I'm expecting, you know, a 20-under-ish type score to win this week. Um uh, from what I've seen of it or, or read of it, it's there is some length over 7,400 yards. Uh, uh, greens are bent. Um, uh, I, I don't have a lot to go off of, of what I've looked at. Um, I'm looking at guys that can make birdies this week, and that's not something normally I look for, you know, good off the tee, good iron play, good putter. This week, I just want guys that can make birdies and make them in bunches. Um, I don't know what either one of you have seen about this golf course yet. I've, uh, yeah, I, I saw that it was a long golf course. Um, I saw the same quotes on, uh, from what, uh, Colt Nose said. So I think, and we got to trust him, right? Yeah. I mean, he's pretty, pretty darn good as far as, uh, uh, I like him on the, on the golf course there, but stance, I'm going to look at our, um, strokes gain off the tee strokes gain approach. Uh, I've got to get guys who get it in the fairway, hit it down there. And you want guys who hit it, uh, hit a lot of greens. Cause I think there's with them being bent grass greens. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of guys make putts, um, cause they're going to be less grainy. So give me, uh, give me guys who make birdies. And I think, uh, whoever's hitting well off the tee, whoever's hitting it well into the greens, um, obviously. Um, but, uh, but those are the metrics that I think we need to look at here. Mm-hmm. Good thing we didn't record this show earlier in the day because we could have talked about Dustin Johnson. That would have been the yeah. entire show. Uh, you know, I think this is the second time this in the last few weeks where, well, he did this at Pebble too, where he yeah. played and he withdrew, which is funny because I, I meant I saw he mentioned his knee, and then I saw on social media him jumping off a boat over the weekend doing a backflip. So uh, I'm pretty sure that was just DJ speak or his agent, right? Yes. <laughs> Well, um, maybe he hurt his knee doing the backflip off the boat. It could have been. Yeah, could have been. Uh, either way, I don't I don't know if that's real. And I'm sure he just didn't want to actually show up and just, you know, practice. At home. Another week's rest before the PGA. So we got uh, Bryson and Rom at the top at plus 800. Spieth at 1100. Uh, Berger, 17. Hideki with his first uh, appearance after the Masters at plus 2000. Fitzpatrick, Scheffler, and Zalatoris at 22, and Brooks at 23. Those are the guys under plus 3,000. Um, I, I, I think there's always this thought when the tournaments are in Texas, oh, you got to take the Texas guys. They know how to play in the wind, and, you know, I, I don't know how true that is. We've Spieth has never finished better than 16th in this tournament when he was 16 years old. As I was saying, that was when he was in high school. Yeah. So, um, Dave, of that top group, is, is there a guy that you think that is worth the – I guess the number he's priced at um, a couple of them stick out to me that you mentioned, and that would be Daniel Berger and Will Zalatoris. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm not really high on Zalatoris, but I'm not down on him either. 
Um, you know, the, the incredible high he came off of, of the masters, everything since then has kind of been considered a, a downer, uh, although he still played pretty well. Um, but no burger always can make a ton of birdies. Um, I'll tell you another guy and I, I don't even know if he's playing, but Ryan Palmer usually makes a lot of birdies on, on that type of course. So he is. Yep. Yep. He's at uh, 4,500. Yep. Gotcha. And a Texas guy, too. So there you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Johnny, what about you at the top there? It's hard to not look at the top two guys. I mean, you look at Bryson and John Rahm um, as guys who make a lot of birdies, guys who hit it long, uh, good iron players. Plus 800 really, it, it kind of pauses because I don't like to play guys under 10 to 1 odds. But, it, it, you know, Rahm didn't, didn't play that great. Last week, I'm sure he's looking to get into a little bit of form here before the PGA. I don't, I don't like the 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 you know the eight to one odds, but I may have to put a little bit on him because you know it's just one of those things that I think he can definitely easily win this. Um, and then the other guy uh, is Will Zalatoris. Did not strike the the driver well uh, this last week, but. He's a great driver of the golf ball. So, you know, it's just one of those things he maybe has to make a slight adjustment, but his metrics fit the golf course pretty well. So for the under plus 3,000 guys, those are, you know, I think those are the two that I'm, I'm leaning towards. I'm with you on Bryson. I love Bryson this week. I, I, I mean, he would be my de facto pick to win. I think he, uh, his game looks like he's in pretty good shape. Uh, I also read that the, it's, you can hit it, you can hit it off, you know, off the fairway and, and not get into too much trouble here, which I think plays in the Bryson's favor as well. Um, his iron play was just flat out not good last week. Um, drove it well, putted putted it so well. Um, so if he could if he could just get the iron play, just you know, improve that a little bit better, I think he's going to be in play for the win this week. I love Dave's Burger pick because I think Burger can make a, a bunch of birdies. Um, and I, I kind of trust him in, in this type of course to, you know, get the double digits and see if he can get a, get a run going. Um, at the, uh, my, the, my usual range of 3,500 to 5,000, 5,500, 5, it's not my favorite this week. Uh, Burns at 3,500. Um, now that he's won, I'm going to get off of him a little bit because I can't see him winning twice. Uh, Leishman off of the team victory at 35. We mentioned Palmer at 4,500. English, Siwoo Kim. Um, uh, the new uh, favorite Texan, Sergio Garcia at uh, 5,000. <laughs> and uh, J-Day at 5,500. Um, there's no one that I love in that group at the number except possibly Sergio um, since he seems to – I mean, this guy loves Texas more than, um, you know, I, I don't even know who, uh, but most Texans. Yeah. I mean, this guy <laughs> loves Texas now. Um, so I would probably like Sergio, that group based on his ball striking. Um, but it's not my, not my favorite group this week. Dave, anyone there besides Palmer? Uh, honestly, no. I mean, I don't disagree with anything you guys have said as far as DeChambeau. Um, I'm not up on Rom right now, to be honest with you, but the but the other guys, boy, I just don't know if can Sergio make enough putts to to put enough birdies in there. I mean, if he does, you're you're right, he's going to be right there. 
Um, we'll start putting with his eyes closed. That seemed to work for a while. You know what? It did. He beat all those guys with his eyes closed. Um, <laughs> nobody else really of the ones you named is standing out, uh, in my mind right this minute. Like I say, I'll, I'll kind of go through the list more here shortly and send you some stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to depend on the weather though, too. I mean, are they supposed to get a lot of wind? Um, have you heard forecasts? I haven't seen the forecast, but you're right. I mean, that, that obviously could, that could affect it quite a bit. Right. Um, but. Is it going to be wet? I mean, they're going to be able to throw darts at the greens or so. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's yeah. I'll check out the weather while Johnny is talking about that group. Johnny, you like anyone in that, that group? And I know you're probably big on Jason today. Well, since, you know, we're pretty much calling everybody a Texan this week, evidently, I'm going to say I really, really like uh, Texan Mark Leishman at plus 3,500. Um, being from Texas and everything like that, being a good ball striker. Uh, one last week with fellow Texan Cam Smith in the team event. Now, I really don't know if he's going to end up winning a couple in a row here, but, uh, but you know, plus 300 as a top 10, I, I don't mind that. Um, does hit it pretty good off the tee, fairly long and, and fairly straight. Good iron player as well. Um, I could see him uh, riding that uh, that wave from um, from the tournament in Louisiana there and, and playing well. But you're right. I mean, there's there's not really a great winner in the second batch that I could see. Like Sam Burns' game, but no, he's not going to win two, two starts in a row. Um, Palmer, Ryan Palmer could, you know, uh, the, the plus 350 at a top 10 – wouldn't wouldn't be too bad. I don't see him as having the, the gas to win this event. Um, don't like Jason Day um, this this week and Sergio. Yeah, I mean he he seems. To, I think the bent grass greens are going to be pretty good for him. But I mean, is he really going to beat a lot of these guys? You know, I I really don't think so. Uh, Sergio in this field fourth in ball striking total ball striking one hundred and forty second out of 156 and putting mm. um, yeah. that's a Sergio stat for you. Um, the, the next range, I actually do like a couple guys in here, plus 7,000 to 10. Um, my favorite play on the board. And uh, he's going to be kind of my, my new guy that I'm going to keep betting until either he stops hitting it so well, or he makes some putts and actually wins is Doug Gim. Um he is right behind Sergio in ball striking in this field. Fifth total ball striking, 104th in putting. So I'm just like, if this guy just makes a couple putts, he's going to be right there. Um, but it's hard to say. He's Doug Gim. Um, there's also a couple other names that I don't mind there. I, I still think Luke List is on the precipice of of winning. Um, he actually putted pretty decent last week, and he hung around uh, on tough golf. Tough golf course all week, and uh, my last name is uh, Ricky Fowler at plus ten thousand. I just think the number is really, really low. Um, but he's been playing so bad, you know. I don't know how much faith I have in him. Uh, I don't know, Dave. Have you looked at the numbers? Uh, and this, this I, I haven't. I haven't yet. Like I said, I, I'll get into him here shortly. But I, you bet Ricky Fowler if you want, big boy. I, 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 if there's a bet for Ricky Fowler to not make the cut, I'm probably taking it. <laughs> Poor guy. I do feel sorry for him a little bit, though, because he is literally lost, flat out lost. Johnny, what about this range? Um, I'm going to echo 
Doug Gim. I, I think, you know, he's a good ball striker. He's going to win, I think, pretty soon here. We cannot underestimate the uh, the bent grass greens here. Um, I know I've mentioned it already a couple times uh, in the last couple minutes here. Bermuda greens are always a little bit more difficult to put on because they're, they're more grainy. They tend to grow in certain directions, and you've got to be – a little bit more comfortable. You usually guys from the South, cause that's where Bermuda greens are. It's, it's a lot tougher to read those because you can't just look at the slopes. You have to look at the direction that the grass grows. Uh, Gim from California, they play on Poana, which is more similar to bent grass. He just needs a week to, to, to do it here. And I, you know, he's hitting the ball really well. I, I don't mind him at all as a win bet or a, uh, um, you know, top 10. Um, and I do want to, I did want to mention Luke list. I know you, you talk about him, but I expected him to fade and fade hard on the weekend. And he played, he played phenomenal and his golf swing looks so good. It's just, it's such, such on plane. And I, you know, he, he might be a guy that's, that's, that's worth uh, betting again. Cause I think he's going to end up, uh, taking that really good play on a, on a tough, tough golf course, um, over to here where he can maybe spray it around a little bit and, um, you know, make a lot of birdies and, and, and move up the board there. But I'll also mention um, Carlos Ortiz as well. Um, yes, he's Thanks, actually a, a, a Texas native, but plus 8,000 um, isn't too bad of a number at all. Plus 550, top 10. Um, you know, I think he's going to uh, – I expect him to play pretty well. Um, there's, there's a lot of good choices from this group here that, uh, good, good, uh, um, you know, have a good chance of winning. Hey, hey, Phil, I'm going to throw a name out at you. Yeah. John Catlin. Oh, yes. Well, my thing yes. is plus 12,000. He's won three times yes. on the European tour this year. He's a United States guy, so it must be from Texas, but, uh, yeah, I think yeah. a very underrated player right now. I, I just looking at the list. I didn't realize he was playing this week, but I see his name. So. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you mentioned him. Uh, yeah, three wins in the Euro Tour. Um, I actually caught one of those one uh, morning a couple of weeks ago, and mm-hmm. uh, he got an exemption in the PGA uh, next week, um, yeah. along with our friend Ricky Fowler. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Catlin, plus, that's, pl- plus 145 to miss the cut. There you go, Dave. That's There's, what Catlin is? No, Ricky Fowler oh, plus 145. Got, got, some, got some juice <laughs> to miss the cut there. To miss the cut. Wow. All right, I want to I want to see a screenshot of that that Fowler bet, Dave. Um, <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Real, real quick to follow up on Luke List, um, that, I had a lot of fun actually watching him and Gary Woodland play golf Sunday. Uh, both have just effortless power. You know, they they're not. You know, it's like when I watch Bryson swing, it's just like man, it looks like such hard work. And then I watch guys like List and Cam Champ and Gary Woodland where the the it's the, the power is just natural and there's something about that that's just really I don't know it's just fun to watch those guys kind of guys play golf when they got their golf swings going um a uh, hundred to one and above my favorite my favorite range um uh it, it gets kind of dicey here but uh I go back to Wyndham Clark I again I think I mentioned him before he just kind of pops every now and then he's very long off the tee um not a great iron player, but a pretty good putter. He's kind of like a poor man, Sam Burns to me. Um, so Wyndham Clark at plus 16,000, I don't mind. And um, 
a guy that's been hitting the ball kind of kind of decent the last 24 rounds. I don't think I've ever said this name on the podcast, by the way. It's Hank Lebiota. Um, yeah. Uh, we're, we're doing this on Zoom uh, just so our listeners can hear. And I, Johnny's eyes just kind of like, well, what? Hank Lebiota. <laughs> um, yeah, Lebiota's been striking it well. Um, he's not going to win the tournament, but uh, if you this this is where I'll throw out a top 10 or top 20 bet on Lebiota, plus 1,200 for top 10. Um, so there's a couple names deep down the board for me. Um, Johnny, what you got deep down there? Well, I haven't even looked at the list yet, so we're just going to have to throw out some membership. No, actually, I Pat Patton Kazire, um, pretty good uh, approach shot, um, does hit it well off the tee as well. I I'll be honest with you, I don't know how he's done in his last several events, um, but uh, he's always been a you know solid player. I don't know if he's going to be a guy that's going to you know win, but you can look at him in a top. 20 or top 10 bet. Um, Scott Stallings hung in there last week. Um, I, I don't mind him at all at uh, plus 12, you know, was it 12,500? Um, again, I don't think he's going to win, but you know, you can get some really, really good value in the top 10 and top 20 market. Um, th- those are, that's the best I'm going to give you right there. Brian Stewart. Um, no, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Don't, don't, uh, don't. That's, that's funny. Um, no, those are my two. <laughs> Dave, any, any final bets or thoughts on, on the, um, just looking kind of down the list again, Patrick Rogers, who played really well last week. Um, on my thing, he's showing uh, plus 21,000. So 21. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, obviously like Johnny said though, they're playing a different green. So I'm not sure that's, uh, that his putting stroke is going to uh, move right along with him. But I mean, other than the Sunday round, he played really well this, this whole last week. So. Yeah. He was in the mix uh, yeah. going into Saturday and uh, yeah. hmm, man, he has a way of really plummeting off the earth. On, on <laughs> seemingly, seemingly every time. Um, Johnny. What is, about, uh, what about Cole hammer? Yeah. Just played in the Walker cup. I didn't yeah. know he turned pro. Um, I did hear some of those guys were turning pro this week. Um, I did not realize they were actually in the tournament to do it, but in looking through here, he's playing. Pearson, uh, Cootie. Pearson Cootie's playing. Yeah, Strafasi's in the field too. Strafasi's yeah. playing. I hope all those guys feel better. Oh, that was brutal, right? Which, uh, you know, you know, but you know what's funny here? You know how they, they both got sick. Both teams mm-hmm. got sick. They had 15 yeah. guys total, including the – the, uh, uh, the, the coach or whatever it was, the captain, um, you know, that's obviously got to be a team dinner, right. Where they had some sort of thing at yeah, Seminole yeah. golf club has yeah. to be right. I mean, they said it was something N- that they had catered in. Yeah. Yeah. NBC said nothing about it because they, I'm sure they wanted to protect Seminole. I mean, that was I'm like, sure. <laughs> I'm just waiting for somebody to report something that they had some bad fish or something yeah. like that. Yep. Nobody said a word. It was like, yeah, this was, this was seminal that was poisoning these guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any, uh, any, anything else from either one of you on, on Byron Nelson? It's not going to be a huge betting week for me. Um, it's kind of, this one's a little hard to predict with, with the uncertainty of the golf course. It is with the brand new course and, and what have you. It, it's, it's really tough for sure. So. 
yeah, yeah. Don't don't go don't go crazy with week this week with the bets with it being the week before a major championship. We've talked about that before on the podcast. Um, some of these guys are just trying to get their their golf games um, in form to where they're they're peaking next week, not this week. So I'm always a little bit leery to to bet a lot of guys here because some of them aren't coming here to necessarily win the golf tournament. They're just here to. Um, you know, where they, they, they feel like their swing is, is at 98% effectiveness. So, you know, co- combine that with the, um, uh, with the uncertainty of the golf course and with our, our picks not being great to begin with here that we, we have not been doing well. I would be a little bit careful here on this week. Uh, I'm going to be mainly gearing up to see who's going to be playing well coming into uh, Kiwa Island here in a couple of weeks. Yep. You know how pissed I am, you know, my rule of betting top-level talent at basement-level prices. Yes. I did it with DJ last summer, did it yep. with JT in the spring, and just missed it on Rory. And, and he and like I said, he, well, you won't see him this low again for right. – not, not now, yeah. Uh, so – uh, I guess if you want to make any money this week, you bet Ricky Fowler missed That's the cut. That's what I was going to say. So uh, bet Ricky. There you go. I mean, then you'll have you'll, you'll have all your funds for the PGA ready to go. Yeah. All right, uh, Johnny and Dave, thanks for joining me. This was fun. Absolutely. Thank you, Thank you Phil. Appreciate it. Yep. Continue to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Your best bets. And uh, thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next time.